Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. <laughs> For this episode, uh, as we we have a very special guest, um, Adrian, you want to do Adrian's the intro? a special guest? No, no, no. Adrian's <laughs> going to do the introduction. I don't know about this. Uh, don't it's know a returning guest to the podcast from the time before Josh and I joined. Uh, so I'm very glad that he came back to kind of hang out. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, talk comics. He asked us to come back. Yeah. But, oh, good. Um, Even better. Yeah. But, um, no, it won't be the last time. Yeah. Uh, give you a little background. Um, I grew up in the colony. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Doug Gallimore. Lanky friend. Lanky friend. <laughs> he was very. He love put, that. Uh, he, he, he's he's put on some weight since then, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, Doug uh, a couple of years ago asked me to follow his son on Instagram, and which uh, is not a weird request at all. It was, yeah, it's not a weird request <laughs> at all. Follow Mike on Instagram, please. <laughs> but it turns Do out. It. He was. Uh, he, he, I made a page for my son. I yeah. just, I just take pictures of him. <laughs> I guess he is yes. infant. Like he's right, right, right. Nope. Full Look how cute he is. Adrian goes there expecting to see this, you know, adorable young kid. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out uh, it was art, and um, I don't know if I ever talked about this, but the only reason I use Instagram. Um, to follow uh, well, models. No, uh, the, wow, um, don't, don't pause there, man. We're going to fill in so yeah, many yeah, options. Yeah, uh, one is... I like uh, to look at people. Now that I'm into you know, fitness, and, and so there's a lot of fitness people on there. But um, mainly for artists. It, it, it's yeah. just the way, like if I'm having a bad day, I just scroll through my Instagram feed because it's a lot of well, comic book artists and I'm just artists say this. in general. Facebook has become such a toxic place. Instagram's yeah. where I go to like kind of just kind of Yeah, because it it's just images. Yeah. There's right. no and diatribes. One of the things that I, I noticed right off the bat that uh, he was very raw, but I, I, I went back um, at the time. And it, <laughs> That's and, true. And, and <laughs> he, was, he was very raw. And then, but... Um, I remember one day I'm sitting there scrolling through and a bunch of his art started popping up and you could visibly see that he had gotten better. And then, you know, do a little background on it and he was going to the Cubit School of Art. Mm -hmm. And so um, I asked him if, you know, I ran into Doug one day, him and Doug, um, and asked him to come on to the show and we talked to him. He was, um, it was right after his second year there. Yeah, it was August 2018. I'll put a link to yeah. the previous episode so where. What happened was he, uh, Doug, Doug and him came out to my birthday, uh, to Ragnarok. Um, Clay and Devin and I and Rob's birthday celebration. And I was like, hey, you want to come on to the show and talk about going to school at Cuber? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, and so he came on. And Cuber's uh, only a three year program. So he's basically going into his senior year. Well, and we, we, and oh, and I just want to throw out there, like anybody who doesn't know, the Joe Kubert School of Art yeah. is one of the most prestigious art schools for anybody who wants to get into comic books. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah. And his art just got better and better. And, and um, 
last it's year. It's like getting into the Charles Xavier home yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> school for, for gifted youngsters. And, and, yeah. and <laughs> it is funny because there are some people there, and then it's like that. <laughs> you don't want to go to the mutants. Yeah. Um, live there. You don't want to go to the mutant B school, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. right. But uh, yeah, so our guest today is is my uh, I consider my friend Alex Gallimore. Um, he he, um, I'm so proud of him because I saw the pictures on Facebook and Instagram where he graduated earlier this year, and then now he's working on a new project called Cat and Mouse, which is a, I believe it's a reboot of an old 1970s comic. Uh, 1990s. 1990s comic. Um, and um. What, who's the? Uh, is it independent or is it? A it's independent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we, we'll we'll get into the whole because it's on Kickstarter, so you can. Yeah, okay, it's okay, doing okay. Kickstarter. Uh, it's so on we'll issue on two, that. and he. Um, so, Alex, if you can tell us how you got brought on to. Um, yeah, the so, project. Uh, was it March, April? So March or April, uh, I get contacted from the writer Roland Man um, through Facebook Messenger. Saying, hey, saw your stuff on the Qbert profile. Mm-hmm. So, and like I go to his profile and he's, he's only follows a couple people. So I know he's like, you know, it's not just some random things. And then he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I like your work. Um, could you send me your portfolio? I was like, sure. And so I sent him, you know, Google Drive folder, my work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like literally the day of uh, coming back for spring break. Mm-hmm. So like I, we had these like portfolio reviews with our teachers. And I have this guy asking for my portfolio. So I'm like, okay, I'll send it it to him too. You know, I already have it. Why not just, you know, boom, there it goes. And so I get on my uh, flight back from Jersey to Texas. And uh, like at 1 a.m., I get another message from him like, like, hey, I went through your stuff. It's great. And uh, I have this issue and I need it to be finished. (laughs) And... I think you're the right person for it, and so we just kept on talking, and uh, here we are uh, in September, and you know it's being kickstarted. Hopefully, uh, within the next couple of days, to be fully funded. Um, it's got 13 days to go. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. so. As of uh, oh yeah, September Sunday, 22nd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's how that came cool. to fruition. So uh, after graduating, I know life has changed for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've gotten engaged. No. No, you're not engaged? I thought, I thought those were engagement photos. Oh, Way God. to go, Adrian. Oh, wow. He's in trouble so now. For, for, for those of you at home. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving home. We can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> people do this. No, we're leaving it in. Um, um, so, <laughs> y'all are confusing people me. People want me to um, stop taking fancy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> she knows I don't like taking photos. So uh, my beautiful girlfriend wanted to get... Uh, more professional <laughs> taken photos. He's going to be dressed up that day anyways. Let's get some pictures I in. I thought they were engaged. Well, <laughs> congratulations. Way to take notes. He didn't read the busy life. He didn't so read the, what do you do? My, my, my you life, bounce. My, what do you do? My life is scrolling. Adrian, Adrian didn't, he just it, didn't read the show notes. Dives. It's oh, yeah. just scrolling. So, but um, scrolling and, and, and liking, that's all, that's all my life is. Um, so... Uh, well, yeah, now you graduated the Cubert School. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know that? Do you, do you have the date when he graduated? Do you have that in the notes? There? I do not have so. the date he graduated. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, there you go. May 22nd. So I guess um, we have some, a few questions, and I'll let Josh kind of get started because I know. Oh, he's, well. He's the, the, oh, the God. 
don't authority do this. here when it comes to Congress. No, no. <laughs> no I mean, he, you know, as an art, art history professor, uh -huh. right? Yeah. I, I feel like he's got more insight on like the actual. <laughs> oh God. Mechanics behind. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. You're right. I just take a, the I, compliment, I, Dan. I, I will. I will. I'm sorry. I'm very bad at accepting so, compliments. Go ahead, so, Josh. Just right. get us started. Well, so I'm I'm on the Kubert School page. I'm looking. They have a whole page. He's applying right now. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's how much? No. Um, but they have a they have a whole page for the. Graduating class, and I saw your like graduation image that they posted. It's mm. fantastic. It's Spider-Man. No, no, no. It's like it's a whole kind of like, <laughs> like well dream team: uh, Superman, uh, Captain Marvel, oh, nice. uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, that's Spawn, pretty cool. Invincible. Um, Invincible. Yeah, Green Ranger. Green nice. Ranger uh, the Kyle. Best, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, best Green Lantern. That, that, Is that okay. Faith? Oh. My favorite picture. Kyle's like Faith. So. But um, so no one can hear you when you run around the room. <laughs> so I'm that is my favorite lantern too, because he's almost so a comic artist. <laughs> yes. So I'm curious. I'm curious as someone so you know I, I, I as a much younger man dabbled in comic art and very briefly looked at the Kubert School mm -hmm. and was not confident enough to apply, but. How does and that that right there is the pitfall? I know, I know. And it's a, <laughs> my wife would agree with you, but um, how does the Kubert School prepare you for becoming a professional comic artist? Well, um, as Adrian can agree, going into the Kubert School, I was no uh, amazing artist either. Like so I, you could have got had, in. Uh, <laughs> I had a, a glimpse of uh, some talent that could be, you know. I get. I don't know how to phrase mine. it. Yeah, to mine and, and to you know grow, but there was no like, you know, he's the next one. You know, right, right, right. He's okay. next up, and it's still not that way. I'm just you know, um, there are so many people that uh, go to the Cure School that are just like like they want to draw, and not necessarily like. I think our first class had 36 people, and by the end of our first year we had 20 so it's like or 24 so it's like there are so many people that go there that don't have the drive to continue still, 24 out of 36 still a good chunk well i mean it was 20 by the end but okay. <laughs> yeah. and, that, um, that's what and that's just about, year one yeah. right yeah. i mean in the yeah. 90s our, one of our teachers was saying like they'd start out with like 100 plus and then by the end of it be down to like 20 so it's like yeah, it always happens second. yeah there are people there that that maybe like comics or just want to draw, but they don't understand the bed. level of work at the Cubert School. This is a little different from other colleges like at SCAD or yeah. uh, you know some other art colleges. It's just the first one that comes to mind because um, it's like ten classes a week, so it's, it's a totally different beast uh, at the at the, the Cubert School. school. Yeah, so How people, long is each class? Uh, ten classes a week. Yeah, ten classes a week. <laughs> Every week. There's only seven days in a week, though. <laughs> no, five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. go to school. Yeah. Two classes weekends. a day. Each class is like two okay. and a half okay. hours. Okay. 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 So about the length of a normal student yeah. class. Yeah. So and but then you have work to do outside of class. It's not like you. Right. Of course. Yeah. Very rare occasion that you'd get your work done. It's not like you can cram in a lecture ten minutes well, before, right? Yeah. I've you, never done that. What were you doing when you were going to the school? I mean, would you, did you have to get a job up there when you were in oh, Jersey? No, I was told yeah. not to get a job. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, like, I ran out of money very quickly. Uh, obviously, what's Jersey? Like Eighteen-year-old, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who had his own money that he made, and then it just like that. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I was told not to get a job because you know you need to stay focused. But I mean, there's almost like there are people that have jobs. Uh, 
you know, up to graduating. I don't know how they did it because it's like so much work. Like, uh, like literally, my day consisted of waking up, going to school at uh, 8 a.m., uh, getting home at 3, maybe taking a nap because you know it's what you need, yeah, and then right. working till like midnight, you know, on homework, and that's pretty pretty much it. Like, there's not a lot of downtime. Uh, well. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I have a question. Um, We read and hear about how some artists are fast artists, like they can do a couple pages a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you hear some just take time. Yeah. Um, How are you in that process right now? Uh, It's it's a mixed bag because, like, it depends on um, certain pages and certain, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. there are people out there that can get things done quicker and that might just because they are like let's I don't know I don't even know example Kirby let's mm-hmm. use Kirby because he's mm-hmm. probably the best example for people getting pages just for everything in comics yeah. pretty like much right? yeah. just yeah. you know spewing pages out um, most of those things is like the shapes he used like it wasn't right. very like Kirby's amazing Kirby's great but it was because of his storytelling and it was because of his fluidness like I think that's a word. Yeah. Um, and his characters, it wasn't necessarily like if you're taking like Clayman, for example. There's a lot more detail there. There's a lot more things. Clayman takes a little lot longer than Kirby would. Mm-hmm. And then you um, got Gary Frank. And then like Capullo. And then Gary Frank too. <laughs> um, and like not to knock on Gary Frank because I, I feel like we just keep shitting it's on amazing. him. It's but... amazing. Yeah. Um, we love Gary Frank. This podcast is unanimous <laughs> on that. Oh, I yeah. mean. Gary Frank, uh, not to get off topic, uh, but he is, like, I think him and Capullo are, like, the top two at DC right now. Because, I mean, like, when you look at, like, the status quo there, I mean, they, they do some of the biggest books. And I'm, Capullo's, I have soft spot for him just because he's, Cause he's an amazing, amazing artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, Gary Frank is, you know, if you look at just Doomsday Clock and, and you don't read it, you can still follow it. And, like, you can still get the beats that are supposed to be there and that's that's what's amazing and if he needs an extra month and a half extra year to finish this last issue dude's like clock take it like mm-hmm. i don't like i don't really care that i have to wait just the idea of having an amazing issue of art would be better than it being rushed or having right. someone come in and doing a poor job mm-hmm. yeah and i've told these guys that like i'll wait for gary frank's art forever like yeah well, it's it, still waiting it's, on that third trade of Batman Earth One. I know that mm. it's him it's, and Jeff Jones. Like, oh, let's go get real busy, and then yeah, we'll do Doomsday Clock first. You'll get back to that. Like, we'll we'll see. It's only an issue now, right? Yeah, because it's because five years from now they're going to have all this stuff packaged in a way, like we were saying yeah. last episode, where you can read it in the order they intended. It's just frustrating now when it's not coming out in the right yeah, public, and it's just, publication. Oh, no, why is it taking forever to come out? Like, you know, oh, it's a 12-issue series. Back in the day when they had no problem putting an issue out per month, and now it's like we're, you know. Like, the thing about that is, back then, is they either could, they didn't have to talk about it because they didn't have social media, and they didn't have any point. media. They have really any form of people, you know, uh, you know, I guess, leaks there was no leaks right you really get and back in the day when it was like a big thing it was just an already tied in story there wasn't like a lot of besides crisis on infinite earth there wasn't a lot of doomsday clock there wasn't uh secret wars when like this big right. thing was changing everything like re- it, it recently, was all very standalone yeah right? it yeah. was like okay um the 
in t- Titans, you know, the Judas contract that that was solely alone in Titans, yeah. and it wasn't like like it might deal with Nightwing and Batman, but like that's about it. Like that's as far as it will go. Well, is it is it also related? And and I don't know, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm truly asking here. Is it also related to how? artists are paid differently now so back in the day in the in you know in the 70s 80s it was it was by page yeah. so the faster you churned it out the f- yeah. more you got paid the faster you yeah. got paid whereas today i assume someone like gary frank is under contract yeah so a contract would is, is really it doesn't mean that they're getting paid like a salary right per sense it's just like maybe they paid an extra bonus for them okay. to stay with them. Got it. All but right. they're still getting paid like a certain page rate. And I'm sure Gary Frank gets paid very well. And that's why he's able to take so long. But yeah. like people that are not paid, like maybe just a random name. He's on Superman, Brandon Peterson. He might not get paid as much. So he has to turn out pages. Which Brandon's quicker. here all the time. Yeah, Brandon's he's, here he's in Dallas all, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, I didn't know that. But like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he... Financially, he has to get pages done quicker. And yeah, like, right. another person that is, I don't know how he's doing it. He's doing like two books plus a creator on his Brett Booth. He's doing oh. uh, not only Bloodshot, which I think he's still it comes doing out it, the new Bloodshot, but he's also doing Flash Forward. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing those two books. But I always see him on Twitter posting creator own stuff. So like, there are people out there that can just. And then, but also it's because they have and they're cranking out like commissions or sketch covers or stuff like that which yeah is it's insane. insane but it's also because they uh, and to get back to your question <laughs> is they have fellow creators and inkers and colors that they've worked with for years mm-hmm. down the line so like uh you know brett booth has multiple inkers he trusts to deal with his his pencils and mm-hmm. so he can take shortcuts sort of you know like other artists do and like capullo can be a little looser because jonathan glapion can can know exactly what he wants and Which he can put it down they make such a they have all these shorthand between same thing with danny himself. mickey where yeah. the way he inks him yeah and it's tony s daniel is not going to be inked by danny mickey so it's just the way comics are done now so you know in, in the state of living is you know if anything it should make artists work faster because it's the pay hasn't really gone up yeah. um and you know how other jobs work yeah. and um <laughs> and that's because comics are still for the most part the same price because yeah. if you go up less less people buying it if you go down more people buy it like a 25 cent issue but the money's not yeah. what's really you know the the end goal of that or like What's really the cut of that ten dollar Detective Comics issue that sold half a million? Right. Right. What's the cut of that really? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and those artists probably most of those artists aren't getting royalties on that. That was going to be my next question because now again you figure the. Well, if they're getting royalties, it's not like a crazy amount. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, because the landscape has changed so much, right? right? There's the waiting for the trade idea. Yeah. So if they're being paid as the issues are produced or come out, yeah. how does that impact someone like Jason Aaron or the artist on War of the yeah. Realms? I'll when say, um, to go off regular issue, right? If he did all the art, and that's why I think like, it, it, I don't know the divvy up on like a Detective Comics 1000, but like if he did a whole issue of Green Lanterns, he gets like a nickel, I think, per issue after it sells, I think 40,000 copies. So he gets like- Okay. Another world, yeah. You have to wait till it gets to a certain point. But oh, with I a trade, that. 
which like a trade is so much more worth to these artists, they get a full dollar per oh. trade of, you know, per that, sale. That is not the direction I thought that was going to go. they don't have mm-hmm. to well, wait. They don't have to like, it doesn't have to sell 40,000 copies. Right, okay. and, and, just and that's why every they, trade, it's a dollar. It feels like anytime I collected uh, But they have to be that, I think that gets divvied up. So it's not like if he that, that only one dollar gets divvied up between all the creators. It, I'm, I'm assuming because okay. it's like if he did two issues of a six issue trade, does uh, he get a full dollar? Does the it. other guy mm-hmm. get a full dollar? Right. With this Detective Comics one thousand, did everyone get a nickel? Right. Or did everyone get a penny? You know, because right. there was like thirty people on that book. Oh, God, did Kevin the- Smith get a penny? And Jim Kevin got a nickel. Kevin Smith probably paid to be like, hey, man, come on. I'll, 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 I'll pay you guys. I'll do it pro bono. Yeah, um, for sure. Oh, God. Kevin Smith was just happy to be there probably. Oh, like, God, yeah. You kidding? But that's, that's where royalties kind of get fuzzy because they're not going to let that be known because then there's going to be an issue. Um, well, and, and it's then, different and we, for every company because I'm sure Marvel, that's just DC. So I don't know how Marvel right, does right. it. I don't know how Dynamite, uh, Dynamite does it. I don't know how Image because that's a whole different yeah because that's the creator on it's kind of like way different stuff right yeah so it's just that's sort of how that works no i'm just i'm i'm really curious because it just it seems like so much has changed so people need to trade weight more right yeah yeah no 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 i mean that that makes sense like i would i honestly figured it was going to go the opposite direction in terms of pay yeah and then i was prepared to be pissed yeah, the right? thing is it's, it's like, like the, the the reason they do that is because they're getting paid in those issues like more so like say like okay. they get paid three hundred dollars a page and then you know they give them the royalty for that issue got it okay but and when the also, trade comes out there's no additional yeah. like unless they produce other art for it yeah. there's no additional and like payment. the beauty okay. of right now is you can sell that original art so you can get yeah cash on that like i know greg Apulo sold the cover of new 52 batman issue one for 50k hmm. at a con like right that's a lot of money for and is that one cover general pages just or a thousand dollars, six thousand. The reason 6, that yeah. I may never own Greg Capullo, <laughs> yeah. it's like six thousand. Uh, but yeah. if you go because. Uh, but even like a chump page, that's yeah. maybe just like Talking Heads is a thousand. Like yeah. it's like, that's right, the yeah. price you pay. Yeah, it, it's not a splash page. It's not. Yeah, you it's know, just yeah. Bruce Wayne talking to Gordon. Right. From yeah. Batman issue twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. But so that's that's the market of like how an artist would survive financially so, today. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. No, I mean you're you're on a time limit, so. Oh, all I'll right. Well, so <laughs> does the you know so I, I I know just from my own experience, both as a student and as faculty, that part of the role of any institution is to also be that kind of spider web out into the industry. So does the Kubert School prepare students? And I feel like we're shilling for the Kubert School. Sorry, but I'm just really curious. Well, I mean, does the, we don't know anyone else that's gone yeah, to anywhere true. else. So. True. Does the Kubert School do that as well? Like, I know they bring people in to meet with mm-hmm. students, but d- when you graduated, did you feel like you had little tendrils into the industry? or? Um, I don't want to say, like, into the industry. Like, we, we met with editors, and, like, I have business cards, and I, I've been into contact with these editors and, and gotten feedback. But I wouldn't say, like, I'm invested into the industry. Okay. Or, like, I can just go up to Marvel. You know, I, I think you can't do that just solely based on that and yeah um like just because i know adam keyword doesn't mean i can walk into marvel you know <laughs> but hey adam's keyword friend here yeah uh, uh like he was my teacher last year can i you know can i talk to uh what's his name uh cp sobolski now let me just go up in here and and get a job i can't do that and 
I mean, that's but you that's do more you do know Adam Kuber. <laughs> can I can I can I hug Adam Kuber? Like, is um, that in the offing? You'd you'd have to be in Brooklyn most Damn. likely. All right. um, I'm sorry. Go on. But uh, <laughs> what was I say? I'm if, sorry, if, I'm totally different. I was going to say like that. That's more oh. of the problem of the modern comics is mm-hmm. like they aren't really as accessible. Like you can't just go to. Uh, there's no like big Marvel offices. DCs and like, Burbank. You, can like, you can't yeah. just like, right, right, right. Go up to the DC offices, and I'm sure maybe you can like set an appointment with them. Yeah. But like, there's no way you'll hear back. Well, that's what makes the the portfolio section of San Diego Comic Con so important, right? Is that that's yeah. that that's that one on one time with that. at New York Comic Con? They only chose like six or seven, ten people. Oh. Out of a like well, a multitude of so it's not like they're just looking through portfolio 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 they're really they're it's taking that selective? a piece of paper that's how Marvel did it and they're taking a piece of paper and they're saying okay fill your information bring like a packet of your work portfolio and we'll look through it and <laughs> we'll choose you know did you go to Comic Con this year uh, New York Comic Con this year no oh no, no, no so I'm thinking same last year yes and that's how it goes and so. There's no, you know, there's nothing saying that you will get a portfolio review. Mm-hmm. How was that experience, at New York Comic Con last year? It was it was interesting because like uh, it, I'm very grateful that Cuba uh, School allowed us to have a booth there because that's a great experience for people that haven't had like a con experience. Um, it, and I, it was probably not even on their their fault just because they got a free booth, but like the, the placement was a little interesting. Mm-hmm. So like. The, the you know for people that bend the cons there are rows of of artist alley and then there are these <coughs> in lines right there are these right. Oh, yeah. in sections mm-hmm. that you really don't look at you know because right. you're like oh uh james tinian's on the other side and then tom king's on the other side so tom yeah, king's signing at one to two and james tinian is signing from one thirty to two thirty so to, to get in line James Tiny and I have to be in Tom King so they're going from one end to the other they're not looking at these entrails and so I hopefully for this year's uh, class that because I remember our second year their third year was more in tune like in you know artist alley so right. probably more traction but the traction wasn't really there um, so it wasn't like you know you weren't floodgates were opening yeah. Right. But yeah, you still had people coming by, and mm. you got your first experience of a con, mm. and like a, a big con, the biggest con last year. So, wow. yeah. Well, let me ask a question. I mean, like we're talking about Marvel and DC. I mean, especially now that we have like the independent scene, the companies that for independence have, have definitely grown. Is it, is it really? Is the mark still wanting to be Marvel or DC, or do you like places like you know Image, IDW, uh, Oni? I mean, you know, like there are other comic companies. Dark Horse. Yeah, Dark Horse. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, even it, even One Second, you know, which has kind yeah. of Vault, worked Vault's out. been putting Vault, out a lot yeah. of like yeah. really TKO. cool stuff. TK, yeah. yeah. I mean, is, is it really a hit Marvel or DC, or are people wanting to hit some of the smaller places now? Um, well, I definitely think uh, growing your brand you do still want to kind of end up at DC Marvel right. to like grow a fan base because you want to get those fans and fight because you'll get more traction and then like my my viewpoint is like obviously you want to 
work your way, work your butt off to get to these companies. And once you're there, make a name for yourself and, you know, make some noise and then take that with you to your own creator own. And so you get this, like, Ethan Van Skyver, not to mention his name, it's just... just I'm going to edit those out. Whole problem. Uh, you know, and so beep, the man, beep, beep. the guy should not be named, you know. He made half a million off of Kickstarter. Or not Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. And, like... But then the flip side of that is that uh, was Gabriel uh, Piccolo. Uh, he made more, and he's just off Instagram. So it's like there are these different avenues News. now for so, I'm sorry, I'm indie glad, comics. I'm glad you bring up Instagram because I wanted to ask, while you're in school, because social media has become such a big part of just the comic industry as a whole, mm-hmm. do they have classes now of like how to handle that kind of stuff? Um, I think that would be – I mean – there, there are there are teachers there that are more in tune with Instagram, so they'll they'll touch on it with you, but there is no class like a social media class. Like I'm sure, down the line, like they'll create more so. Like there's a marketing class, okay, okay. but like, um, some like some of those teachers there, uh, like although they have an Instagram presence, like it's not like what they're focused on. But there are some right. teachers there that are so like they're very in tune with it, and like they they have in, gave us insight of. Yeah this is how you should be going about it like even if you know like you, you don't like this piece you should post it because it will still get traction and like right, con- but also it's a lot of it's a lot of you learning on your own like because you just gotta post and it's you know more about it's like you gotta figure out on your own really i feel like yeah, and I mean, like, and that's like something you have to find your voice. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It's, you know, because you, when you're an artist and you're kind of like, you're the commodity that yeah. you're trying to sell. So, like, if you're not a person that's good about, like, you know, like, complimenting themselves or taking a compliment, Josh, or whatever, <laughs> like, it's hard. Like, you know, yeah. it's like you have to brag about yourself because you need to be, it's kind of the same it's, with. You walk a tightrope between with, bragging with, and right. being humble. Yeah. And right. with, with right. the podcast, it's kind of the same trying to grow an audience. Dick. Like, <laughs> we, we try to maintain a, a presence in, in social media, uh, but it's also like, when is there enough time in between like planning all this stuff and just mm-hmm. our regular jobs and stuff? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I mean, I thought it'd be interesting if there was something that at least it was maybe moving in that direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. Uh, like I said, there are, there are certain teachers, and I'm sure they'll be vying for it. Because, like, you know, the way the business is moving, like, uh, you know, people are getting picked up from Instagram and, like, Tumblr and, and all these, like, uh, Babstraw or Babstar on, and who her, drew that back girl. And, like, yeah, or, like, Twitch. Girl, like she came from Tumblr. So yeah. it's, like, it's yeah. like the the way that the social media has changed well, I mean, even, or even so just for, Simone. like, what? oh, yeah, she's great on social media. I was like, no. wait, is that how they, they just saw the tweets and they're like, that's a good writer, let's pick <laughs> no, her no, up. No, 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 she was blogging on, what, the Mary Sue? Oh, was it, is that how she got into comics? I, I'm not familiar it with was, her. It was via blogging, I okay. believe, yeah. Because like even even this past few weeks, like, I just got a commission from an artist through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew the artist and I met them before, but it's, like... And that's another, like, yeah. uh, a big revenue for artists is, like, if they use their social media was right. It, was it Jim Lee? It was not Jim Lee. Jim <laughs> Lee does not respond. I don't, I don't think Jim Lee does, does commissions anymore. Yeah. anymore yeah. <laughs> right. okay. He does Twitch uh, sketches that... Which are so really cool. It's not the Mary like, Sue. It was Women so, in Refrigerators. Um, so. That was her site. I follow Jim Lee on, right. on Facebook. To, uh, yeah. right. Yes. And so okay. I'll be, Specifically. Like I said earlier in the other show, that I just my life is just scrolling through, and if something catches my eye, I like it or whatever. So 
of course, Jim Lee pops up on my Facebook page. I'm going to stop down and see what the hell Jim Lee did, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in the comment section, oh, there's, comment section. There's, always, there, there's always that one person that you know that they'll, they'll show their comment. Mm-hmm. And so every time I see a Jim Lee, the first face I see well, I got is a, Daniel over here. I got a tough so fan badge. I, I have to maintain it. I, I, <laughs> So, so there was a week. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> not to break your heart, but I don't think Jim Lee is I'm sure the best anymore. Well, I mean, no, no. What? Well, <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I think we can pull up the the Carfax of his recent stuff <laughs> and, and some of his best work as like Batman Hush. You know, right, right. No, I mean, definitely. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't bring up Hush. Hush, we love Hush. I mean, that oh, no, might no, not no. be the See, best written story. But. I, I, I have said many times I love Jim Lee's painted work on Hush. Yeah. I wish he did more of that. I and I was, I was, I don't like the guy who's inked him for thirty years. Scott Williams. Scott Williams? Yeah, because it just it looks like bad image inking from the nineties. I mean, I think. Sorry, they, Scott Williams. There's a there's a style. <laughs> He'll smite you. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the cool thing. I think art is subjective, right? So, like, mm. just because some people don't – like, there's people that just love that stuff and they want to see Jim Lee's pencils with uh, Scott Williams. Right, yeah. Sir. And uh, what is it? Alexander Sinclair's colors. Like, they just want to see that forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but if you don't like that, then there's, like, this whole variety, like, of artists just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, Instagram, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, which is cool. But the, the, what I was saying is that uh, to maintain those badges on Facebook, you just have to keep comments <laughs> and stuff. So, similar to what you were uh, saying, like I think Jim Lee posted like a Joker image that he painted yes. in Procreate, and I was telling my roommate that, or like my, you know, my old roommate, that um, you know, like down the line, that's what he should be working towards because his stuff looks better it's if so, he does it all on his own. Well, it's really interesting to see yeah. his uh, his digital stuff. Yeah. Um, especially because of the Procreate saves the video of the process and stuff. Yeah. I still think his best step was in the 1990s X-Men when he, uh, when he relaunched X-Men. Mm. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, man, well, but I, then, it's but good. Then, it's good. But um, there are certain 90s tendencies that pouches. He, obviously, he created that wave of 90s artists, but there was still like storytelling-wise that he wasn't fully there yet well, I think Batman Hush is like a great like climax of his in like his well, that was uh, like career was it like the last thing he kind of did art wise and it's, it, yeah. it's yeah. funny yeah. it's yeah. funny you mentioned a bunch of it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because like Tom King was answering questions on Twitter yesterday and somebody brought up like I love Frank Miller's the, I mean I love the Dark Knight oh. I love the story yeah. but I hate oh. Frank Miller's art and I was like wow like yeah of course not everybody's a Fan of Frank Miller. Frank the, Miller the has problem a with Frank Miller very distinct style is not only like uh, health issues have, have, right. have bogged down his career, but it, it's another thing is like there's a climax in his career where Dark Knight Returns, yeah. you know, in between that and Sin City, there was a change. And like mm-hmm. that creates a divide in his fan base because there are people that like his Daredevil run and like his Dark Knight run. And there are people like like his Sin City run better, and so mm-hmm. you're gonna have these people that are gonna be like, well, I don't like him anymore. I want to go read well, that and then stuff. How much of it has to do with uh, Klaus Jensen being his inker, yep. as opposed to somebody else inking him, uh, or, or the him making stuff. himself? Yeah. Right, exactly. But then again, Klaus Jensen inked him in Dark Knight: Master Race, and it was still much of the same because that's just the way he pencils now, right. and it's just different. Um, 
back then he was penciling to be more like what was happening in the 80s and so it was more of Frank Miller his take on comics at that point right and I feel like after Sin City it was more like this is how I want to draw this is right. really after, me after after a while once you kind of done everything you want to do with your career you're like yeah. this is the way I'm going to do things like uh, Bill I, don't, I can't say oh, his last uh, name Sin Kevin. Yeah. it's so funny you, you bring that up because what I was just thinking is like I was saying earlier like finding your voice or Neil Adams yeah well I'm, I'm, I'm rereading the very early first like few issues of Moon Knight and it's interesting looking at Sienkiewicz's work there because it's very clear he's emulating Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. And you can see over the course of the issues that by about issue crazier. six or seven, he hits his stride. Yeah. He hits what Sienkiewicz is. Yeah. And you can see it. But there are panels in the first two, three issues where you look at the design of the figure like, I mean, oh, yeah, that's he was, a Neil Adams ripoff right there. So. Same thing like Arthur Adams. Yeah. Like Arthur Adams started off as, you know, emulating other artists until yeah. he found his own yeah and like they're like and that's sort of like how the 90s artists a lot of them worked because like they would see okay that's popular or like they were fans they're like you know 18 year olds like rob liefeld coming into the business like saying okay i can draw i love these characters i love that's what's hot right now <laughs> I, I i don't like I feet, feet and yeah, exactly <laughs> I, I want to draw. draw these characters, and I have these like crazy ideas, like Cable and Deadpool. Yeah, right. I want to put those to work, and so that's and, sort of and, where you get that. And a lot of it is too like editorial has a house style that you need to kind of abide mm-hmm. by, and like editorial you gotta space. you gotta play you gotta play nice with them until you get enough clout to be right. like, well, now I want to do things my way. Well, yeah, right. you have to build your brand right. until you know you have you know. And we're, we're naming all these names, but it really applies to pretty much everybody in this industry, oh, yeah. right? Everyone. Anyone yeah. that picks up the pencil and draws a comic, it, it for the most part, matters to them, unless once, they're once you get to a certain solely point, independent. Once you get to a certain point in your life, you're probably like, I'm just going to keep doing this for me, mm. the yeah. way I want to do yeah. it. And if that's if that doesn't appeal to the the people that have been following me for yeah. years or whatever, it'll find an audience. Yeah, right? and like that, another thing that brings up is like there are artists that clash with their editorial, and so for the most part, they're blacklisted and they have to, they either have to be like, all right, I can keep doing this and kind of do it as a, you know, Kickstarter or Indiegogo, or I can, you know, just do it for my own enjoyment and just, um, <laughs> have, um and, uh, you know, or just, you know, find a new career to work on. Well, so was that something that you worked through while at the Hubert School was finding your style? Or, or would you say you're still, like, inspired by artists that inspired you? Um, like, one of the first things, like, I, like, when you first got into Hubert School was one of the first things they taught you was you don't focus on style. Because, like, there are certain people there that love draw as... As this as this artist, and they love this artist, so they're gonna emulate this. But like, you can't do that because then you're just gonna be a clone. Like, uh, yeah. then you're just gonna be someone that's always gonna be the second-rate Jim Lee or the second-rate Greg Pulo, second-rate uh, you know anyone that has you know. Oh, man, which name. I would still take that. <laughs> <laughs> and but that's um, because I'm not in the like that's not what I want to do, right? So and so you'll you want to get away from that and if you want your own voice you really just have to draw and you have to draw and don't worry about it looking a certain way don't worry about it looking anime don't worry about it looking realistic just 
take it, take the script. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a comic artist, take the script how you take it, and you know, storytell, board it out, rough it out, and draw it the way you would draw it, and don't draw it like the way uh, Tim Sale would draw it. Don't draw the way mm-hmm. uh, Sean Murphy would draw it. Draw it, you know, the way you would draw it, and make your own voice, and then. The more you grow as an artist, you'll build your brand to a certain point where you're more comfortable and confident in your work that it becomes its own brand. It becomes You become the next Jim Lee. You become the next uh, Sean Murphy, the next uh, Stuart Monin. And, you know, that's oh, that's a name I hadn't heard. Stuart Monin? Stuart Monin? You know, he's, I don't know if you know, but he's doing like an Instagram webcomic. Yeah. Uh, week to week. That's pretty oh, really? great. Yeah. That's cool. With him and his wife. They are a great team. Yeah. I like you. You know him. I'm sure, read, I've, I'm sure I've seen When we stuff. read, uh, there was a book set during World War II that his wife wrote and he drew. Oh, I'd have to go back and take a look at that. I don't like The name sounds called. familiar, but Who? the ones he brought up, Stuart Munn. Amazing Spider-Man. Didn't uh, he draw Superman? Superman. Yeah. Wait, who uh, were we talking about? Stuart. Um, Empress. He's, Eminem? Uh, he re- he's Eminem? done so much that he was able to retire. Eminem. So, I mean, yeah. he is a long list. Of, uh, he's been with Marvel for like twenty years. It's like I M M O N. Yeah, M I. Oh, Eminem. Oh, okay. Yeah. I honestly don't know the name. No, it sounds. If you look him up, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure I've read his stuff. Cool. So, I know we talked so much about just comics in general. Let's get back to the project you're working on. What is Cat and Mouse about? So the the I guess like the elevator pitch would be, the main character. Uh, Brett, uh, what's, his, what's his last name? This is bad. <laughs> you can edit this out. <laughs> I can or also can not. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so his, his full name is Brett Huffman, and mm. his ex-fiance uh, calls him up and tells him that, his, that her uh, uh, sister, her sister is missing, and she needs help finding him because Brett is a uh, new trainee of a police force, so he's he's tied because you know it's his ex-fiance doesn't know how to feel about that. Mm-hmm. But him, as you know, a new uh, you know law officer, he's like, I gotta do right by this, and I gotta go help this this girl. So he goes to New Orleans. That's where the book is set, and he finds that there's this human trafficking sort of organization that is taking in these women and making them into quote unquote widows which is like a ninja for a ninja assassin Mm -hmm. and it's being run by uh, this uh, corrupt but you know not in that eye uh, a woman who is dubbed the widow maker and so Brett in the first issue goes to New Orleans he talks to like a friend that's in the New Orleans PD and he is looking for her and like you know I think when she like got lost or like she fled away before and so he brought her back and she left again and so he kind of like followed the breadcrumbs to where she is and so in issue two he knows where she is and it's kind of like okay how do I get her out how do I convince her where she is and like the bad things that are happening around her so that's Mm -hmm. sort of what issue two is about okay um 
So the the Kickstarter is for issue two Correct. only, right? So yes. issue one's already been so published. issue one's already out. Issue one's already been uh, funded and it's already out. And, and I believe it's also there's a tier that you can get the reward for to get the previous issue as well, right? Correct. I think there's a PDF, but also you can there's a way where you can pay an extra five dollars, I think, as an extra, mm-hmm. and he'll throw in a copy of issue one. Okay, and we'll we'll link to all this in the notes and we'll tweet it out and stuff. That's oh, issue okay. one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that looks, that looks really interesting. I like yeah. the designs so of the issue characters. Issue 1 is fully on there. And I think you can also buy it on Indie Planet. Mm-hmm. I think it's .co. Not sure what Indie the... Indie Planet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can find the Silver Line uh, kind of flagship under that. And you'll be able to buy Issue 1 and Issue 2 and Issue 3 and Issue 4. Because it's a four-issue miniseries. That was going to be my next question. And I'll, I'll be doing 3 and 4. I'm working on 3 right now. So that's... The future, which is also awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what. Uh, uh, um, I can't. Uh, well, it, you it, can it, still it, ask that because there's. Well, no, no, it's it's weird. Because like, I know you through a good friend, mm-hmm. right? And so, but I can't help but be proud of, even though me and you, it's not like you know me yeah. that well. But um, it's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. I'm. I'm yeah. I, uh, I get a, I, I feel like I get a view through right, Facebook. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of your uh, the bouncer thoughts. Yeah. Uh, which but are great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've been working on that. Um, but yeah. Uh, I can't help but be proud of you. So what is next? Um, are people reaching out to you to do other projects? Um, are you at that level to where you can handle multiple projects at one time? Yeah. So. I am currently uh, reaching out to new uh, people and trying to find a more day-to-day job besides mm-hmm. comics. Um, mm-hmm. But also through the Silver Line kind of uh, publishing um, kind of company, I'm uh, finding uh, new jobs through through Roland. He's like a senior, almost mm-hmm. uh, editor-in-chief of Silver Line. And so not only... Um, Am I going to continue working on Cat Mouse issue three and four? But there are some things in the future that I might be working on with with him again. We'll okay. see. It depends on uh, just what the dice roll in the future. That's neat. Um, now, in, in this, sorry, real quick. In this book, are all the creators located like all over the place? Uh, yes. So uh, Roland's in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm in Texas. Uh, I think. Barbara, the anchor's in Wisconsin, and the colorist is in California, <laughs> and I believe the original penciler, um, Dean Zachary, is in like Tennessee. So it's like, which is such, I mean, whole different. It's weird, but it's cool, right? It's like yeah. you could just be anywhere. I mean, but that's comics these days, though. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these comic, like uh, I know a lot of these artists are like in South America and mm-hmm. in. I mean, um, the guy that draws Justice League. Is in Spain. Oh yeah, Jorge Jimenez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, they're everywhere. It's cool. Pepe Lorez is from Brazil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, a question I had: Are you familiar with all the um, the Marvel Young Guns and who they are? Yeah. Um, how many of them? Would they're not Kiebert? really Young Guns. Uh, yeah, they're not. It's a funny. It's a funny I don't moniker know how many because are from Kiebert. Mm-hmm. It's a funny know. moniker because it's like. It makes you think of people actually like maybe they'd be like your age or yeah. something, right? It's kind of like I feel like it's almost a diss to those artists because right. like Aaron Cooter 
is one of the I don't know how you say last. He's name. in his thirties, but yeah, he? he's a young gun. But like, he's not a young gun. Like that man <laughs> has been working on action comics for DC and all. He's like, yeah, he's a young gun for Marvel. Right. Like Pepe Lara's, I think, is a young gun for Marvel. At that, like, not anymore, right? Because he's done so much for them in the past. And then Chichetto too, like, holy shit, like he's done so he's much. Other on stuff. Daredevil right now, like, yeah. I won't say he's a young. So I'm sure, like, they'll probably do a new set of so, young guns. Uh, Chichetto's on Daredevil with Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Yes. Which, see, uh, th- that Chichetto guy is the reason why I loved Old Man Hawkeye so much. Same. I thought his art was so good. Yeah. Um, I have to go check that out now. So I finished. I finished Souls Daredevil run, and then I read that Man Without Fear mini, so I could finally read Zdarsky's stuff. So. Yeah. But I feel like uh, that's just a way for Marvel to promote like new artists and kind of mm. get like a, I guess a view on like <laughs> where a, they're it's going. It's just an interesting label, I think. Yeah. And it's a way like sort of like in the '90s how they promoted their artists mm. and like brought their artists up, like Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, and mm-hmm. all well, those. And then Eric Larson. I know Tom they Carlin. have uh, like DC has the the showcase, the DC showcase book that they put out like maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, that that they, was. Uh, uh, that was through their attempt to find untapped uh, talent, right. but I don't think it, it really uh, worked out for them, and so that's why they haven't I, done it in two years. I think it's because the mainstream does not like anthology books, and well, that's all you can Just kinda, their classes in general, yeah. like what they tried to accomplish, wasn't that book alone. I see. It was, can we find untapped you know, talent and then use it in the years to come? That didn't really plan out. And they flew out. I don't know if they flew them out, but like, I know that they housed them in a hotel, mm. right, or in a you know an apartment nearby. I don't know where it was. They gave them dinner every night, you know, and for two weeks, you know, had these classes with Klaus Jansen, Andy Kubert, and Jim Lee for the artists at least, and I think Scott Snyder for the writers. Yeah, I remember though seeing. And that. like, I'm sure they got breakfast and lunch. So it's like you know, that's a lot of money to spend on the future and if it doesn't pan out they only did it twice I think so I think they were like we were in the red a lot right. of this so it's like in the business aspect this isn't panning out like I think Ron Ferrara was one of them who did like the rebirth Green Arrow but now yeah. he's for Marvel so it's like all these people aren't even working for DC anymore and like Min Kyu Jung who's a Kubert alumni he's working on Miss Marvel right now so it's like he's not even working for DC so that whole we wanted artists. Their, their investment just kind of went to pay off maybe somewhere yeah. else, which mm-hmm. which is fine. Because, well, I mean, it, it's fine for the... I'm it was glad, a great idea. I'm glad the creators work. are getting something out of it. Yeah. Uh, because it's... I hate to see, like, companies try to take advantage of creators that are trying to put their name out there, like, do this contest and we'll, you know, whatever you'll yeah. win or whatever. And, like, the like, most problem ex- with that is, like, you get a lot of people that really aren't there yet. Yeah. And so it kind of... And it's right. also, like, exposure doesn't, like pay the bills and then a lot of time they'll want to keep your intellectual property for those contests and stuff like I just saw something on Twitter where a company like rescinded their contest because people were like why would you keep the the intellectual property of something that or whatever so like yeah you know IP like it's an intangible that has a lot of value nowadays Mm -hmm. especially if you eventually make it onto like you know a TV show or a movie or whatever maybe so that's it's just an interesting facet of the, the industry that People always want, and I see it on Instagram all the time, like, people kind of undervalue the actual value of the work that you guys put behind yeah. making and art. And it happens all the time with news outlets. Like, he was looking at CBR. Like, I'm sure, like, half the time, 
So you're actually working with some names here, like Roland Mann, and the fact he worked with Malibu for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he was he's the writer and he's like the editor in chief of yeah. Silverline. Um, but uh, what what was I? Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. No, no, no. <laughs> it came up and just. Yeah. What was uh, what were we talking about? The family that just walked through the door distracted me. <laughs> um, the the valley of the artists and like people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where you're going, but I don't I, know. I have, totally. Do you ever do anything like that on Twitter or like an Instagram where like you'll do, I don't know, commissions or like stuff like that? I'm trying to think like with the original. Do your train of thought? That. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting to get through. That family threw us off. Um, <laughs> um. Now for the audio listeners, we we recorded uh, at a brewery, so like a family <laughs> just walked up to the door, and they all stared in, intently into the glass, but never came in. Like we were at the zoo. Very odd. Very <laughs> odd. What's going on in there? Is that oh, a you, We were talking about the the. You were saying something about CBR. He was reading CBR. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the value of an artist, yeah. right? And it's not being shown on like Instagram or stuff, and like the time we put in, but like half the time in a news outlet, they won't even put the name of the artist. So it'll just be the writer. Oh yeah. Or like in reviews, yeah. even it'll just right. be the writer. It won't even be like comic as a visual medium. Like more than fifty percent of it is the art. And like, uh, well, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the, the back end. They have like teasers for other comics. And I like you have that. Yeah. Paul Pulitier, who's one of my favorite artists on yeah. with Green Lantern hey. when Kyle Rayner did it. It's like, I'm going to have to check this company out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was from the 90s. But yeah, it's, it's always that we, whenever we tweet out a recommendation or something, like, I spend about five to ten minutes making sure I can, if, they, if that person is on like Twitter or Instagram, like, mm-hmm. I'll try to credit them yeah. with the work. All the way down to, the only time I'll, I'll I'll just won't do like something is whenever I, I recently read the Black Order, which had an army of inkers. <laughs> I'm talking about like maybe ten different people for yeah. all five issues. I was Jeez. like, if I put everyone on there, like it's gonna take over the whole tweet. I can't right. do that. Which book was that for? Black Order. Black Order. It's a the Thanos is Black Order. Yeah. Oh yeah. It just had a miniseries. I'm with, thinking like. Suicide Squad when like Jim Lee was inked by like four different people. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the credit page it's easier for me to just put a screenshot of the credit page or something. Yeah. And sometimes they're not very like I was looking through for the credits on the Flash Forward book. I don't know that they have a credits page on there. Um, it's so weird. It's like, probably I think it, they do. I think it's like in the third page or like it's with the the guy from side sideways. But, uh, I mean, I, I know that that's, like, Brett Booth, Norm Rappamond, and then, like, some new colorists. And then uh, Evan Doc Shaner did the cover. And then uh, Dan Abnett, I think, wrote it. No, uh, Scott, so, Scott, uh, Scott LaBelle. Scott LaBelle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you said earlier that um, you were looking for jobs outside of the comic world. Um, is it your goal to be a comic book artist? Like, uh, like, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's more of less. Like, I know you got to pay the bills yeah, while, you, so while like you're getting started, but getting uh, a graphic design job mm-hmm. or like uh, concept art. Like I was just at a con yesterday uh, called Industry Giants and just trying to learn more about like what a concept artist would want in like a portfolio review. Because like, right. although the Cure School, like a lot of it, I knew what they were telling me, but like there are some new things here and there. Like, okay, I wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. because I wasn't trained to right. be a concept artist. So it was nice to hear some new insight and for new avenues because, like, comics, um, you know, when you're first getting into comics, it can be difficult. You know, right. like Greg Capullo, I think, didn't get into comics till he was 27. Yep. He, was just, 
he was just trying to hit it in, but he, you know he couldn't because he wasn't there yet. And so trying to get into comics can be difficult. So finding something that's more viable to where I can do comics from you know five to when I go to sleep is more viable than just doing comics, All you know, long. waking up and then maybe not receiving uh, really anything from that. Right. So do, that's, okay. that's the thought. Do you have uh, any plans for like? Just putting out anything on your own, like through a webcomic or something like that? I'm not like, like I, I could write, like write, like write, I could write, but I'm not, I'm not there, mm -hmm. like right. in that creative process, like I'm more of a person that, like I even thought about becoming an editor because if you come to me with an idea, mm -hmm. I'll be able to bounce that off of you, like, right. like we're playing a tennis match and right. we'll, I could help you make that a better product but I'm not going to be able to one that's going to come up with you with right. a pitch unless I'm like been mulling it over like I don't have anything right now that I'm creating in my mind or anything like there's not okay. like I'm more focused on like you're, you're trying helping to, and yeah. producing other people's ideas okay. until I can kind of I mean and you're, you're kind of honing your craft too like yeah. you're still right. you know finding your but no so. to answer your question I don't have a my own creator own idea maybe okay. like down line like 10 years from now plus i might have something because i think that's like the right way to go about it like i mean that's what sean murphy did right <laughs> yeah so yeah. like talking about sean murphy you know his next thing he wants to do is a crowdfunded comic and so the way and like that'll work for him and he'll be able to pay his bills yep. because he'll get a lot of money for that comic because and then people be like Sean Murphy. Murphy. And it'll people be all his, all his IP. Another thing is like his Curse of the White Knight number two was still in the top ten or I think it was the top ten of last month at like probably 70 plus thousand yeah. people yeah. buying that. Right. So like if 70 plus thousand people pick up his book for ten dollars that's a lot of money it really it really helps a book sell when both of the variant covers are amazing yeah <laughs> yes. I, i've been that's picking also up a driving force i pick up doubles of that book and it's like Here's X -Men a, i have a one. question for you variant um and this is off alex it's just something that just popped in my head on regular covers from for marvel Ooh, they, I, they, I have a i have a very interesting idea they will variants. advertise that it's a free digital code mm -hmm. that comes with a comic I was under the impression that if you buy the variant because it doesn't have that labeling on it there wasn't a free digital code no there is I just realized that last week that they do so that's yeah. the reason why I haven't been buying variant covers it's because oh. I want that digital copy but I just realized because no. I went to a different comic book like a, um, pastime comics everything's bagged and boarded yeah so I, I feel wrong of just ripping up the plastic and, oh, and opening it up, right? But I went into a different comic book shop where they were just out, and I was just flipping through it, and I saw the code. I'm like, what? So I went and found another variant. Where, where do you think all those giveaways come yeah, from, right. Adrian? And, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have the money to buy codes <laughs> for everybody. I just, whenever I get extra variants, like, I like to give them out on Twitter. Right. And so... Um, which is an excellent idea, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I am a genius. It, Thank it, you. It, why don't they advertise? Is there? Is I think there a if they don't want to. I. I mean, I would. Because they want to sell a digital copy too. Yeah. Well, also, I would not want to hinder not the. Copies. Like, I'm right. buying the variant cover because it's different art, and I want to look at the art. Huh. I like the minimalist, like, 
I don't want to. I know what book I'm buying. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to see. You like, want to see? Like yeah, a, a I want to see the cover. art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And man, those get. So you had something on variants. So, like variants are are awesome and cool, until you make a a comic shop pay for more copies of for a variant. I think that right. is a little too. And and Marvel likes to put out ten plus variants. <laughs> per new issue one and i bet you probably only two or three of those variants are same name value or face value for like a Jacques or scotty young yeah so those are probably four dollars but then if you're getting to like some of the one to ten ratio one to 25 one to 50 and like even when like dc was doing their dark knight series they had like a one to 500 mm-hmm. so like a comic shop had to order 500 copies to get that one variant that's that's the that's the downside of variants. So so I only I normally only get variants that are like the one to one. Yeah. Where it's like they just or, this is their normal amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how it should be. That's yeah. how it only should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I bought a lot of those master race. Uh, yeah. Variants. <laughs> a lot, like too many. Yeah. Um, Which is understandable yeah. because a lot of them looked really cool. Right. And it's like all these people they just been waiting to draw Batman or something Batman related. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I definitely understand uh, what you're saying. I, I, I think retail incentives can get very out of hand because you don't need, like, there's only so many books you can buy. Like, uh, of right. you know, comic bookstores don't have an infinite both amount of money and space. Neither do there do the comic fans. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I was gonna say to backpack onto what you're saying is. Um, with the failed uh, project that was Marvel Legacy, when they were asking comic shops to order more copies of past uh, titles, right, on their own books, I think that also goes too far yeah. to get just the lenticular cover for those Legacy, which were terrible, by the way. Yeah, the, the lenticular. Yeah, I have some of those. Those were the bad. Lent- the lenticular <laughs> were not. It didn't look as they should have. I feel like we should have this lenticular technology figured out by now. Yeah, like like DC does them fine because it's the same artist on both. Yeah. And I think if like them trying to recreate the same image was a bad idea because a lot of artists don't recreate them the same way, which is it, no problem on them. It's a problem with editorial wanting. Right. To do that. It, it was a cool concept. It was just not the. And the way they went about it was bad because like. No one's gonna be able to sell twenty plus copies of Miss Marvel if you're just gonna reboot the book for right. a new number one. That makes no sense. Miss <laughs> Marvel and Captain Marvel are the books that we refer to every time we talk about rebooting, just because <laughs> they have so many number ones. I just remember that because that was like what people were talking about at the time. Where right. like they're like, okay, you're gonna need to order hundred and fifty percent on Miss Marvel number ten if yeah. you wanted to have this lenticular cover. And, and it's like. Like, what the hell is that? Like, and we definitely talk to store owners locally. Like, we want to have some somebody on the podcast to just like talk about all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, next time you come by, like, if we want to talk about the actual business and all that stuff, we can. Oh man, I, um, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could do a whole mini series on it. Yeah. All right. So, do you have anything else for no, uh, Alex? I think that's about it. Alex, uh, do you want to plug in your stuff, your socials, and all that? Um, oh, sorry, Kyle. You have anything for Alex before we? No, no, no. Cut it off. Yeah, so I will say uh, another thing is uh, <laughs> Daytona Comic Con in November I'll be at uh, for anyone 
I don't know if anyone's listening that mm. is from Florida, but if you are, uh, I will be at that Comic Con. And then, in terms of social media, uh, I think my Instagram and Twitter are both Alex Gallimore two, and then. So don't go follow that one Alex Gallimore. Follow this one. Um, yeah, and then um, my Facebook is just my Facebook. I don't know if you want to go to my Facebook. Nothing's really on there. Um, do you have you looked into doing local cons and stuff like that? Is that uh, something I have you not do? recently, just because um, our, our buddy Mark does one. I mean, he has he does usually about three a year, and they're smaller cons. Gotcha. Um, they're, for us, they're funner. I, I yeah, hate smaller Fanex. cons are, I, are better for. I hate Fan Expo, but he has one coming up in November. If you want me to get, if you want me to give you his contact info, yeah, for sure. I'll, um, I'll but it's up right here in Richardson. Okay, it's gonna be right here in Richardson. Yeah. Um, uh, who's Colin Bunn's coming? Colin Bunn's coming. Uh, uh, Al Ewing's coming. Al Ewing, yeah. Uh, so we're pretty excited because it's definitely the Dallas Comic Show really focuses more on the actual comics themselves. Mm. They have a few people from TV and stuff like that, but it's like maybe some of the older shows. Yeah. I think this year they have a big uh, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. Uh, theme yeah. uh, going on. Uh, so yeah, that's at the Richardson Center, at the so Richardson the, Civic Center. Yeah, um, so. I'll I'll get you and, and get his information. So, all right, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do our last recommendation, like just uh, whatever you guys want to recommend, um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, I can start if you guys aren't ready, yeah? yeah? So I'm going to recommend uh, this book called, uh, well, first I'll, I'll do two, two quick recommendations. Uh, first of all, uh, Mall Number 2 uh, comes out this week. Uh, we, did a, we, we were able to get an advanced copy again. Uh, so we're really thankful to the team for that. Uh, and then the next one is going to be, that's by Vault Comics. Uh, and I'll put in the, I'll, whenever I tweet this out, I'll, I'll tag in all the creators. But also this week, we got another advanced copy of a comic book called The Plot by uh, this one of the same writers from Mall. This looks like uh, a really intense horror book, I think. Uh, it, the Plot number one, also by Vault Comics. Uh, and then, like I said, I'll tag in all the creators uh, whenever we put this out on social media. So, yeah, go pick those up this week. Um, because it's coming out this week, uh, uh, Jason Aaron's run on Avengers. Avengers number 24 comes out this week, and I cannot wait to read that, um, especially with the ending of number issue number 23. Is that the one on the Are cover they, that has Cosmic Ghost right yeah. on it? Are they yes. doing – when is the Dark – Captain Marvel thing starting. Is that starting now? It's it's going on now, but it's going on in the regular Captain Marvel gotcha. run. It hasn't gotten uh, to the whole we're no. killing Avengers now. No. Um, uh, that run is also pretty good. Yeah. Kelly Thompson is yeah. killing it. I love it. But um, I think it's more consistent art yeah. on it. Their second artist, maybe. The, yeah. yeah. yeah it, Their it, first it, artist is great. Yeah, the first, it, it, I just, I, I, uh, I got into it um, during the War of the Realms to mm. t uh, crossover uh, the tie-in issues, and then I just Went kept, back. kept I just kept going, and, yeah. and it's a really good story mm. that she's uh, weaving in. Um, a very interesting look at Carol, yeah. and so uh, yeah, I recommend that book as well. Cool, Alex. And then uh, I'll recommend two as well. Um, obviously, uh, isn't Hawksbox come out again? This week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, so we should powers, have, of powers of ten, powers of ten, number uh, five. issue five, and uh, also shout out to Marte uh, Garcia, who won't be able to color issue six uh, of both just because 
health issues, right. working his ass off, uh, coloring those 10 issues before. And then, um, also because that's a great comic, Hawksbox. Um, and then also Curse of White Knight, issue three is coming out. Oh, yeah. So we, we've gotten the first two build-up issues of Curse and where he's setting the story. So hopefully this is like yeah. the first, like, shit's going down. I think I'm going to wait for the trade on that one. So I enjoyed reading. So it I that definitely way. would recommend you buy the, uh, not buy, but borrow that Court of Owls uh, yeah. book, so you can see like, is this some? Because this is the ending of all that. Oh really? Whole, yeah, I mean, pretty <clears throat> much. It, this is kind of like the ending of Capullo and Snyder with Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the last night on Earth. Oh yeah, it's all Curse yeah. of Sean Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. It was right. supposed to do last night on Earth. You're right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.